0: Log Talk Radio. Well,
1: good evening, everybody,
0: or good morning, or good night, wherever you are. Uh, we have listeners all over all over the world, and that is so cool. Uh, welcome to Winchester Radio Podcast tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about episode seventeen of the seventh season. Um, uh, called the Born Again Identity. Um, just a little bit of uh, uh, housework before I we started talking about the episode, um, our podcast. If you if you have uh, something you want to talk about, our guest call in number is three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and download it through there. You can go to blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard and find us there where you can listen live or download it. You can go to our website, winchesterbros.com, and click on the Winchester Radio icon. And you can also always find us on Facebook and Twitter, and in both those places we are Winchester Bros. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, listening And we have one hell of an episode to talk about tonight. There's just so much. It was so amazing. Um, Becky's here. Hi, Becky. I'm Clarity. Howdy. (laughs) And I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) Um, The return of Misha that was the big deal about this episode, and there was there was no keeping that a secret about this. I mean, they've managed a couple times to keep a guest star a secret, like Mark Shepard a couple times, but there was no keeping Misha back <laughs> a secret. It was just how was he going to come back, and what was he going to do, and what and who was he going to be when he was there. So, what did you think, Becky? Were you pleased to see
1: Misha? Yes, I was. I was very, very happy to see Castiel back. You know, as much as I love Sam and Dean, and, you know, seasons four and five, not so much six because he was barely in six, but sometimes in seasons four and five, I was like, oh, I love Cass, but I'd love to have some episodes of just Sam and Dean, you know. I miss just Sam and Uh Dean. And so I got a little, but... I, w- I was really missing Castiel this year, and so I was mm-hmm. really thrilled to see him back again.
0: Yeah, and well, he, he didn't start the episode as as um, Cast. Well, he's, he was Cast, but he didn't know he was. And we got to see what uh, and hear what happened to him in the time since he uh, just walked himself into the lake uh, full of leviathans and supposedly died and Dean. Fished his trench coat out of the water and saved it all this time. In fact, it's as we found out, it's been going from car to car to car. It was not stored with uh, the impala and staying in the trunk. It stayed with um, Sam and Dean this entire time. Well, as far as we could tell, I, we don't yeah, know exactly every minute. I, hmm?
1: I was guessing that he. That, you know, they just kept it right there with their whole weapons cache in the trunk. I, you know, I thought mm-hmm. that was real neat that they kept it with everything instead of, like you said, storing it with whatever the Impala is.
0: Yeah, because they're, well, uh, uh, with Dean, there was no reason to keep carrying it around. I mean, you know, he says, I, I always somehow thought you'd come back, but he didn't know for sure. And I thought it was very cool that it seemed to come along with all the weapons and their clothes and everything else that they carried from car to car. Um, and some of that stuff must be still behind in the trunk because that trunk was like fitted for a lot of stuff. So they, and for all we know, they go back and visit it every now and then wherever baby's uh, uh, stored so they can pick up and exchange stuff, I would think. But I am really, really missing her. And I hope Baby comes back soon.
1: I I was thinking about that when with watching this episode, we're like basically getting a new car every week and everything. I'm wondering if they're going to wait till like the season finale and Sam and Dean are going up for their big fight against Dick Roman and everything, and they're like, screw it, we're bringing out the Impala, you know? <laughs> and they bring yeah it. yeah, it's like you know we have to bring out the big guns
0: and and she's she's so much more than just a car to them. You know, they, maybe they'll figure if this is the end, they're they're going out without it sneaking in, you know, without it being a secret or hiding or anything. They're going to need every single weapon they have, and the Impala is certainly on that list, and she means so much to them. And, and if they're thinking if this is their last stand, they're not going to go down in some, you know, pinto that they've stolen out of a parking lot. If they're They're going to go... With the Impala, which would be really cool.
1: I'm watching the episode while we're talking, and I have to say that beginning scene with Sam running, or you know, with the train tracks and everything, mm-hmm. it, I was it, it was it, it really upset me, and it I felt so terrible for Sam that he was at such a point, and with being so tired and just so. Mm-hmm everything, that he actually took drugs from that drug dealer guy and, you know, sat in the car yeah. with him and, you know, trying to go to sleep with this strange drug dealer guy. That, I was like, wow, that really shows you how far he's fallen, you know, because all oh, that just bothered me. Yeah, it was it was very sad, though. I didn't realize that the other guy in the
0: car was the drug dealer. I thought he'd gone back to where being where I was, passed out, because we have no idea if they were still in the car or if they had a motel room. We don't even see Dean until Sam's in the hospital from getting hit by a car. So I, I didn't realize, and I was wondering who it was. I, you knew it wasn't uh, Jensen. You know, you could tell from his profile.
1: Well, it's the car that he's in, it's the same car that when he's running, um. He and he goes turns the corner down the alley where the drug dealer and the girl are having uh, a drug deal. Oh, he, he right. Runs yeah. the car. It's the mm-hmm. same car, and yeah, and you can it, you can t- kind of like I've I've watched it four times already. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes. You can see the guy's profile as he's sleeping. That it's the drug dealer guy. Mhm. Okay. Cool. Um. That the the
0: customer that he had right before uh, Sam runs into them. She looked just like the girl with the dragon tattoo to me, the piercings and oh, the strange yeah, hair. Oh, yeah, Uh-huh. Uh, I wonder if that was deliberate, if they just had a little bit of fun. And the actor playing the drug dealer was very familiar, and I couldn't figure out where I'd seen him before. But he, yeah, was, he was good, I said, too.
1: Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. But, you know, there's an episode coming up called the girl with the dragon tattoo or something like that very similar to that i wonder if they, maybe they're giving a shout out to that episode <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like hang on <laughs> We're for the next one
0: <laughs> um and you're you're right seeing sam like that fact sam for the whole episode was so it was very upsetting to watch him because he's obviously just so he's exhausted he's terrified every time like when lucifer was throwing firecrackers at him or with the bullhorn every little noise he was jumping you know and you know it's because he's had no, no sleep he's completely freaked out um I, I thought it was a great performance by jared and there's one point that really um shows it to me when he's in the hospital bed and he's come to see him for the first time and you know we know Jared's like six five, big, you know, uh, muffled, you know, broad shoulders, and he's he's tall and he can be imposing. You know, he's not scary, but he's a very imposing figure. And he actually looked small to me on the bed. He was kind of tucked into himself, and yeah. and
1: and he kind of had his
0: you know holding his side, I guess, because of the broken rib that he had. But I thought that was really terrific. You know, really subtle
1: touch. He he was he was amazing in the episode, and you know the makeup job. You know the makeup people for the show they did great with you know giving him the circles under his eyes and just making him look exhausted. And but yeah, you mentioned the bullhorn scene. That to me was like wow, Lucifer's getting pretty creative. And when you know that Maren was in the room at the time, and to me that mm-hmm. really showed that really showed to me how everybody else probably sees Sam because here she doesn't see Lucifer and here mm-hmm. Sam's jumping you know constantly jumping at you know because Lucifer's saying his name over and over in the bullhorn and so you could really tell that Maron's like wow this guy's pretty you know he's lost it he's pretty over the, you know he's gone <laughs> yeah uh, Lucifer he was really creative in this coming up with the bullhorn and the firecrackers and reading three little pigs and yeah and reading
0: these, um he was talking about the different kind of personality disorders he might have. reference uh-huh. <laughs> that, that thing, was
1: that was pretty funny. I that was funny. But <laughs> it's like mm. as much as Lucifer is so funny, I feel terrible laughing though because of poor Sam.
0: I know, and it's I think it's great of Mark Pellegrino though, because sometimes and we forget because he's so funny with all the, the bullhorn and the book reading and all the crazy things he says and then once in a while you see this absolute look of evil on his face and in his eyes uh-huh. and you're reminded like, Oh by that's right, this is Lucifer and he's trying to drive Sam insane. And then, um at one point he mentions the cage. You know, he says, "You, me." Yeah. And he says, A "Lock board," and he says, "Just like back in the cage, right?" And so, we're getting um, some of what it must have been like for Sam in the cage.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it was, yeah, it was pre- it's pretty bad, and. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, because Sam, he, you know how he's constantly yawning, and he was so tired because he's been up for what five days. Which I, when Lucifer said he was checking his watch to see how much time has been since he slept, and he wasn't wearing a watch, <laughs> he didn't uh-huh. have one on. Again, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's been really terrific, and I doubt we've seen the last of him because
1: he's so the ending scene where Castiel takes the crazy from Sam mm-hmm. and, you know, keeps it as his own. First of all, before I uh, something I want to say about that, but I have to say, I was did not see that coming. I did not see that as the cure for Sam. I did not see Castiel mm-hmm. taking the crazy. That was just an amazing ending, and mm-hmm. I just loved it. But what I want to know, okay, by him doing that, does that? What do you think? Is is it just a, is it just an illness where the wall cracked in Sam's soul and he's gone crazy because of Sam's soul being in hell, or it could it actually be? like I was reading a theory online today that about you know, Lucifer possessed Sam because Sam was his vessel. You know, Jimmy is Castiel's vessel. Blah blah blah. Could that still be a little piece, a, an actual piece of Lucifer in Sam? And mm-hmm. now now it's in Castiel?
0: hmm Yeah, I was wondering
1: because
0: if if Lucifer, Lucifer was only in Sam's head, because cause even Dean has mentioned, you know, he's like still in the cage, right? And, and it's just sort of Sam's images of Lucifer in his head. Well, then how could you transfer it to Cast if there wasn't, a teeny tiny scrap of Lucifer for real. Right. To I move. mean
1: Yeah, because insanity, you know like, like okay, an infection or a virus or something. I could see you being able to move because that's something that you can actually move. Mm-hmm. But with this it's just his soul was tortured and you know, and it drove him crazy. I don't see how mm-hmm. that there's mm-hmm. something actually there that you could transfer.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, that's that's a tricky one. I, yeah, if it's just something that Sam was doing to himself.
1: I guess we'll find out as that series goes on, but it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, um, though, it,
0: I don't know. So, so there was a wall there. There was a wall there, and it was keeping all of Sam's hell experiences back, but then the wall, right. the calf breaks the wall, so all these then experiences all, come back.
1: Which, and and it was the, it's all the experiences and memories are what drive him crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Can Cass take those memories and, and problems and take them, or is there actually a teensy tiny bit of Lucifer? It's, it, it's definitely a little confusing. I mean, it's awesome. I... I wasn't thinking about um, Cass taking it until I was, like, watching him in that scene. And I started to say out loud to myself, no, 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 Cass, because I knew what he was going to do before he walked over there to do it. But I didn't think of it until then. And he's like, I've got a way to fix it. And I went, oh, my God, he's going to take Lucifer out of there. And he did.
1: And I I'm, I'm so you know, it's it's the perfect redemption for Castillo I think because mm-hmm. you know, he was himself even though he was a little he was power crazy, but he was himself when he tore that wall down in Sam mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And yeah. So, you
0: know,
1: I loved I I you know, I loved Castillo, but that moment I was like, Oh, that's not mm-hmm. good <laughs> you know. That really, really put Castillo on my bad side. Mm-hmm. But and then I felt sorry for him, you know, at, at when he finally released the Levi the souls back to Purgatory, and the Leviathans took over. I felt bad, and I hated seeing him walk into that lake. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is the, it's the perfect redemption for him. I think absolutely. I think it 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 reminds me a little
0: bit um, of. The journey that Sam took, you know, drinking the demon blood, and and both Sam and Cass did those terrible things with the best of intentions, even though we know we know what the, the road to hell is paved with.
1: <laughs> right. And,
0: yeah. And but the same thing. And then Sam, of course, you know, jumping into the cage with Lucifer, it was the it was the and except you know going into and having him and being Lucifer's vessel he did it to save the world and try to redeem himself for all the things that he had done while he was on the demon blood. And this is Mm -hmm. the same thing (laughs) Cass doing all those things again for the best of intentions, but they were very, very wrong decisions. And he said, you know, I took the wall down from Sam. I can't build it up, but let me take it. So at least he doesn't have to deal with this anymore and I can save him and redeem myself. And it's very, very similar. I thought it was, it was very beautiful.
1: Um, yeah, Sarah Gamble wrote an amazing episode. She was just, mm-hmm. the script, uh, uh, it's just amazing.
0: Um, I I also thought it was really cool the way Misha played Emmanuel, and then when he's reminded and he remembers who he is, his voice changes back to yes. Cat's voice.
1: Right, right. And, oh, my uh, God, that scene... The scene where he goes down there and he's smiting all those demons and the music's playing, Yardbirds Turn to Earth, I found out today is what the song is. That is one of the best scenes ever. That was just an amazing scene. I know I used the word amazing too. I probably used the word amazing (laughs) too much. But everything about this episode was so good.
0: I know. That that scene was absolutely gorgeous. The piece of music was beautiful. I saw... um, I saw the tweet, your tweet, what it was, and I'm like, oh, thank God, because that was like one of my questions. I'm like, what piece of music is that? Because it was, it was perfect. It was just gorgeous, and and then him doing it, and then he still, he's so up, he's so upset about everything, and he's so angry, you know. And I should have died, and you know, I can't fix it. And and Dean says maybe you survived, you know, so so you can fix it, which was. So awesome of Dean because obviously Dean felt so betrayed for so long, but now all of a sudden he's starting to break down a little bit and give him a break and and let him go. And then he just he just hands in the coat that he's kept all this time, and that must have meant a lot to Cass.
1: Yeah, I love that he he put that cape that coat on, and to me it was rem- it was kind of like Superman's cape or something, you know, it gave him the <laughs> strength, you know, to go and do what he had to do. And
0: mm-hmm. I love that. It's, it's interesting because of course it's just the coat, <laughs> you know, but it's right. it's like any, it's like any other kind of icon or, or something it, I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to compare it. Even, even though he fancied himself God briefly, It just reminds me of the story in the Bible, um, and I'm sure there's similar in every religion, that there was um, Jesus was preaching, and it was a big crowd, and he felt someone touch him. And and this woman had been ill, and she went to touch his robe, thinking if she just touched his robe, it would do it. And, And she thought it would be the robe, and it's not, of course. It's her faith in him and the touch that does it, and I, it's the same thing with with Cass. And again, I don't mean to insult anybody and compare, you know, a, a character to to anybody else's beliefs, but it just reminded me of that. You know, it's not the coat; it's 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 the faith or that that, rem- that it reminds you of. Great.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, that's, that's a good, that's really good. I like comparing that to that story. That's a really good comparison.
0: Mm. Um. Thank you. I, I do have kind of a little bit of an issue, and I'd like to know what you think. When Casper meets Dean and then spends time with him, and he doesn't know who he is really, and Dean is very careful not to tell him, right away because he doesn't want to freak him out and of course lose him and not help Sam but Cass and Dean had such a powerful relationship he's the one who brought Dean out of hell I just thought there I wouldn't have been surprised to see just Dean touching Cass bring it all back to him
1: Uh, I don't know yeah, I can see what you're saying, but I I really like the way that they did it. I I think I thought the way it played mm-hmm. out was
0: perfect. I I wonder if he was just buried that deeply that he was mm-hmm. protecting himself or something like that. It, I just wonder because, again, you know, as Sam and not Sam, sorry Sam, uh, Dean and Cass, there was so much between them. He does realize right away that oh, I'm I'm Cass. You know, I'm the friend you were talking about that did something bad.
1: Yeah. Now, oh. one thing, I, something else I wanted to say was, okay, Cass is married. Emmanuel is married, you know, to Daphne. Yes. Two things: one, mm-hmm. are they going to mm-hmm. tell her now? That, you know, where You know, her husband's in a mental hospital, and he's an angel. You know, how, you know what's happened to Daphne. And, I, I
0: wondered that too.
1: And secondly, okay, when Cassie, when Emmanuel told the story to Dean about Daphne finding him, she he said that um, Daphne to, um, told him that God wanted her to find him. So, and I'm wondering if maybe actually it is, Uh, you know, God, you know, that was him that pulled him out of the lake and brought her to Daphne to take care of him, and him start healing to where Dean would be able to find him when he needed to find him. Mm -hmm. And go along with that theory. Okay, you know how we thought it was the ghost of Bobby this year, you know, with the book in this episode falling to where the. Proper mm-hmm. contact number falls out and the beard disappearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is because Jim Michaels tweeted to somebody this week that it was not it, he, that it's not Bobby who's doing that. Mm. So I'm wondering, Ooh. is it God is God back in the storyline again?
0: That's very interesting. I um, I mean we're all and and it's very logical to think that it would be Bobby. You know, he's the mm-hmm. newest, biggest loss the boys have had in a long time. And you would think it's Bobby. Maybe it isn't. And you're right. I I, I was wondering what happened to poor Daphne. So I think if, if Dean takes the time to at least call her and explain that, you know, uh, it was God that sent you. He turned out to be an angel. Uh, fallen to earth, you know, and explained it with that angle, I think she'd accept what happened to him was God's choice or God's work. Mm-hmm. And, but 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 I hope somebody tells her because she's probably wondering what the heck happened to her husband. <laughs> and, right, you know, right. I, In the same vein, I wonder what the hospital uh, people thought when their, their crazy patient, Sam, was all of a sudden just fine and there was this
1: other crazy man,
0: taking his place. Yeah, I
1: was wondering the same thing. What did they say? You know, Sam's like, oh, I'm fine now, uh, but here's my friend. <laughs> no
0: worries, here you go. And, and and the whole crazy thing with the electro electroshock therapy, that was very scary. And now that orderly, was he always a demon, you think, or did
1: he just become a
0: demon that night?
1: I was wondering the same thing because, you know, when he comes in earlier and talks to Sam. He seems, you know, he doesn't seem demonic with what he's saying, and mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was really, really creepy with the electroshock therapy and all of the hallucinations.
1: yeah, it's, it's a lot of questions. But oh my god, such a good episode. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: It was, it was, it was really, really amazing. I have another, go ahead.
1: It was was great to see Meg again. Love Meg.
0: I know. She is fantastic. And I think Rachel, I love, love Nikki Aycox, but I think Rachel Miner stepped in and has just done an awesome job to keep that same spirit going that Nikki Mm -hmm. established, Uh but but kind of give her own spin. And yeah, I think she does a great job. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, she... You can tell it's, you know, they're doing great with making it still the same character, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. that Tiffany Acox was playing. But she's also, you know, turned it into her own character, and Mm -hmm. she's amazing. And it was was great to see her back. And I I, want to know what her intentions are, though. You know, because she's a a demon. You can't trust her. So is she the... Is she actually working against Crowley or working for him? Has she got her own plan? Is she, you know, maybe she's there actually because, you know, when we saw her in Abandon All Hope, she was all there on Lucifer's side. What if she knows maybe that that is a piece of Lucifer in Castiel now and that's Mm -hmm. the reason why she took the job at the hospital, you know, because Mm -hmm. she's going to try and get Lucifer back and, you know, who knows? Yeah, and is she... Mm -hmm. And do Sam and D know that she's purposely
0: gotten a job at this uh, uh hospital on the psychiatric floor to keep an eye on on uh Cass?
1: yeah, I don't know, yeah, it sounded like that they know that she did didn't it yeah, I
0: don't know. they know she's still alive cause they mm-hmm. mentioned that he said all all the demons are dead by one, and um oh. Are you there? Sorry, my phone went out. I was trying to find the right spot. Oh, okay. Um actually, there was something else about um Meg and her being in the working for the hospital now. Oh, I know. It just led me to thinking again about Cass. Is he coherent at all or is he just in constant contact with the Lucifer in his head? And I love Lucifer saying, you know, hello, brother.
1: Right, and yeah, it made me think, because it seemed to me like Cass went catatonic pretty fast, whereas, you know, Sam had Lucifer for a long time and never actually went catatonic. Mm. And so it's like, is Sam stronger mentally than Castiel and was able to, you know, hold it back longer or what?
0: Is it because he's also an angel just like Lucifer was? Is all
1: right. Um, could be, could
0: be. You know, I. Um, he uh, he also didn't have have the advantage of a brother like Dean. You know, like like giving him like a lifeline. You know, the cut on yeah. his hand and the scar and this is your connection to reality. I mean, I don't know what would work for Cass. Maybe something like that will happen. Maybe it'll be Meg, or we'll do something which would be very strange, but.
1: Oh, and I got to mention the character of Marin. She's played mm-hmm. by C- Casey Roll, who is director Mike Roll, who has been on our podcast. Um, she's his daughter, and I thought she, the actress, did a great job. And I really liked that character, and I would like mm-hmm. to see her back. I thought she was a really good character. I did too.
0: I thought she was terrific, and I thought she was very pretty, and and she did a great job. And um, Mike. Mike Roll she has got a great daughter, (laughs) very talented and very cool to see her on Supernatural. So, yeah, I thought she was terrific, a good character. and, And this is another thing, speaking of being strong, here Sam is like, you know, like hasn't slept for five days. He can't eat because his food keeps being hallucinated as horrible things like his maggot sandwich, which was gross. And and he's exhausted. He can't eat, can't sleep. He's got Lucifer in his head. And what's he doing? He's still hunting. He helps Marin salt and burn the spirit of her brother, so she can be. They can both be at peace.
1: I know. How awesome is that? I know. <laughs> I was like, he's oh my god, all- Sam! He's got all that crap and going on with his own life, and he still is able to help somebody else. Yep,
0: and I don't know, maybe it just kind of helped him to not have to have something else to think about, you
1: know, but. Yeah, it gave him a little, you know, distraction for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm,
0: and he liked her, too, because she tried to feed him. She tried to bring him food and kind of was nice to him, you know, and so I, yeah,
1: I I thought that was really cool.
0: I I liked it a lot. I also liked that they didn't miss, I I couldn't tell how old her character was meant to be. Do you think she was a teenager? Maybe she was a little young, but I thought there was no, any, there's no kind of sexual chemistry between them. It wasn't meant to be that way. If anything, she was like a little sister, you know, or just a nice person.
1: I thought she had to be over 18 or else she would have been in like a, Juvenile ward or something. Oh
0: yes, that's that's right. But no older, I don't think. Like no more than twenty, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm thinking twenty at the oldest.
0: hmm But
1: yeah, I thought that was
0: that was like, kind of cool, you know.
1: Um,
0: I thought um the title of this episode, the "Born Again" identity, um, is pretty fun on several levels because. You know, we thought Cass died, but he came back. So he was kind of born again. He was born again as somebody new, like Emmanuel. And it's also, so it's a pun on the Bourne movies with Jason Bourne, like, and the first one's called The Born Identity. And Jason Bourne is also someone who, who has amnesia, wakes up and doesn't remember who he is, but you find out he's got these amazing skills. And it's the same thing with Emmanuel not knowing who he was, but finding out he's got these amazing skills for healing. And I thought that's a nice relationship. And then, of course, it also relates to, like, being a born-again Christian, you know, like rediscovering, you know, or or renewing your faith. And I thought that worked on several levels.
1: Yeah, it's a great title. Supernatural always rocks the titles. They're really good at that.
0: Yes. Yes, they do. yeah, I thought this was a great one. And I looked up the name Emmanuel because so I was I was curious to see what it meant because I knew it had to be something and it means God is
1: with us. And, and speaking of looking up names, um, if you you know, Emmanuel says that he got his name from BouncingBabyNames dot com, and if you go to BouncingBabyNames dot it, What's this um, word that you're saying? I, I I can't I can't figure it out on the show either. Bouncing. Oh, bouncing. Okay. Yeah. If you go to bouncingnames.com, it mm-hmm. takes you to the Gish West server. Oh, how cute! <laughs> it, it's, um, it does it, it. There's no page there. It, you know, it gives you an error. But if you look mm-hmm. at the into the if you look in the URL box, it's for the greatest internet scavenger hunt the world has ever seen.com
0: Oh goodness, give it him, give him the plug <laughs> in there.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I tell you they think of everything, you know, when they when they do those episodes, it's like every little thing, you know, you know if you mention like a particular phone number or Twitter or character or whatever, you know, when you go there something's going to be there. It's like Becky yep. having a Twitter. Not, not right. Becky Cranny fan, Becky. Well yeah, you know, sure true, but <laughs> uh, um oh I have another question. Um I have a lot of questions about this. Um, when Dean finally finds Sam in the hospital and he gets in to see him he doesn't he doesn't get close to Sam. And there's no reason not to. He he sits on the edge of the bed, but he doesn't sit very close towards Sam's... He's, like, way down by his feet or his knees, and there's room. I just... I don't know... I don't know if they were trying to symbolize something. I don't know if they're just, like, being so worried and uncomfortable, and he sees Sam's kind of freaked out. He he doesn't... It's not like you don't touch a spooked horse, because he'll just spook even more. It it just seems...
1: It reminded me a lot of the scene in Faith when um, after, you know, Dean's been, you know, and he's in the hospital with his heart problems and Sam comes in to see him and Dean tells him, you know, he's going to die and everything. Sam doesn't come close. He stays at the end of the bed, you know, and it reminded me a lot of that scene. Are you there? Yeah,
0: I I am. Um, I just either need a new phone or need to be in a different place.
1: <laughs> but, um, did you hear what I said about Faith?
0: I, I heard some of it. I didn't hear the last part.
1: Okay, it reminded me a lot of the scene when Sam comes in and sees Dean in the hospital mm-hmm. in Faith. Sam stays down at the end of the bed. You know, he doesn't come up closer to him or anything. He just stays right there at the foot of the bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, the the brothers definitely aren't distant anymore. Not like they were, you know, in so so many times when so much was going on and there were so many lies and you know Ruby and the demon blood and everything going on. I don't mean that kind of distance, but it was it was odd to see it because obviously Dean was very very worried right and and you can just see it on on his face like when he starts to explain to Manuel, you know I'm you know he said you know it's it's about my brother you know and and Jensen did a great job with his voice and you know kind of quiet and kind of cracking you know and very emotional and and again, later on in the scene with Sam, when he's trying to convince Sam to, to you know, hang in there, I'll, you know, I'll find something, you know, and Sam's just saying, you know, we know they they aren't uh, faith healers. You know, the last one, you know, had a reaper on the leash and, and he's just too tired. And that's what Dean used to say. And Sam was his cheerleader, so they just slide back yeah. and forth.
1: Yeah. Oh, and... Thinking of that last scene with Castiel, where we see him sitting on the bed, you know, looking catatonic. Do you remember? Back a couple months ago, I guess it was. Um, Misha tweeted that tweeted a picture from that scene. Mm-hmm. And he promptly deleted it. <laughs> but it was a joke. Um, it was a joke about a, an Obama joke he was making about. Um, I forget what the exact joke was, but he he tweeted that picture, and of uh, and everybody was like. Whoa, you know, what's that about? And that's, you know, I thought after he tweeted that, that Sam, when he got into the mental hospital, when they got there, they would find Castiel there as a patient as well. Mm hmm. Totally. So, so it was, uh, you know, a little different to see him a patient at the end, not a patient, you know, at the beginning. Yeah.
0: Well, it would have made sense because he would have, if he would survived, we knew something. He would have, he would have been a changed person, and he could have. That could have been one route to go: is have him in an asylum because anybody finding him babbling about, you know, leviathans or whatever would have stuck him in there, or, mm-hmm. or amnesiac with no family, and it could have been completely logical to find Cass left in an asylum. But it was totally different, and it's very interesting that that. Picture of Misha tweeted is from the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge, huge spoiler, spoiler and nobody knew.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I wonder if he got in any trouble for that.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if he did, I don't know. He's um, he's such a rebel. <laughs> Um, oh, back when uh, Dean first comes in and sees Sam Lucifer, calls him Mr. Helpless,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we also find out that Dean's been drinking again, and he was he drank enough to pass out. Right. And I guess that's why Sam was out running, and Dean didn't notice that he was gone like that, because he wasn't just out for a jog; He was distraught and out running. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the only reason he got out is because Dean was passed out. And he was probably pretty freaked out when he woke up and found Sam gone. <laughs>
1: uh somebody just tweeted to us um about an explanation for the sudden reappearance of baby in this episode. I think she's i think you're a bit confused Impala the Impala wasn't back in this episode there There was a black muscle car, but it wasn't the Impala It was a really cool looking car, but it wasn't the Impala it was a charger. A charger, okay. It was really, yeah. Really I cool. recognize it because it looks just like the charger. The same year that Michael Weston
0: has on burn notice.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> and it's even black. Uh, this one wasn't as good a shape as Michael Weston's. but but yeah, I I think his is a. It's early 70s. I want to say either 71 or 73, and you know it wasn't as nicely restored. As Michael Weston's, but yeah, it was it was definitely a Dodge Charger though. If I'm wrong, I'm sure we'll hear about it, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was. <laughs> but, no, it was definitely not baby. Which, yeah, we miss her. We wish it was, but definitely
1: wasn't baby. <laughs> now, to go shallow for just a moment, <laughs> I have to say it was so cool to finally see a beardy Winchester you know we've been you know 7 years 7 years we haven't really seen a beardy one yet and mm-hmm. i mean for somebody so exhausted and tired and going crazy as sam was he really looked good yes
0: i i will join you in the shallow end of the pool <laughs> He looks terrific. I love. I well, we've talked about it before. We love that long rock star hair and um, just the scuffiness, you know. And he looks good in it. He wears it well. And yeah, it was was fun to see. I mean, I I was sorry for Sam, but Jared looked very handsome that way.
1: (laughs) And the one layer short sleeve T-shirt. We hardly ever see those arms. Yeah, and white too. So yeah, very nice. Yeah, the and white it, pants, not so
0: much, but <laughs> the white T-shirt great.
1: It reminded me of the, um, oh, let's see, oh, Houses of the Holy at the beginning when Sam is pretending to be the nurse and he goes in and is in the hooker
0: and he's right. wearing the all
1: Yeah, it reminded me of that. Mm. You know, this is like another teeny little moment, but I really liked
0: it. Marin after um, Ace, the... Um, salt and burn, her brother's spirit. She mm-hmm. she is running because, you know, Sam told her she better leave because they're going to be coming soon. Um, and she turns around and she says thank you
1: to Sam. And that doesn't happen very often. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's a sweet little moment. Yeah, see, it doesn't happen to them often.
0: Oh, another funny moment when... Emmanuel's finding out that he's Cass, and he doesn't know if he can go, you know, destroy the demons. And Dean says, "It's, it well, you know, it'll come back. It's like riding a bike, and Cass, <laughs>
1: Emmanuel says,
0: I can't do that either. <laughs>
1: it, yeah, there was so many moments like that that reminded me of in Free to Be You and Me when Dean and Cass were out, you know, being FBI mm-hmm. detectives together and stuff. It reminded me little moments like that that was really mm-hmm. funny and reminded me a lot of that.
0: I thought it was hilarious, and then he also says, "Oh gracious!" At one point, which is something yeah. is not. There's definitely a manual. I thought it was very funny, and yeah. um, oh, and how many times have we seen poor Sam, and therefore Jared, in restraints, like strapped to a gurney, being hauled off to some horrible fate? I think it's about time we got, you know, seriously equal time. Yeah, Dean is
1: is never you know tied to a bed, tied to a screen, <laughs> tied to a table. <laughs> it's always Sam. <laughs>
0: that was really funny.
1: Dean's never tied to a bed. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: I I don't know why because you know the things, terrible things are always happening to both of them. But it seems to be that poor Sam is the one that tends to get either handcuffed to the cot in the panic room or he's in actual restraints in a hospital or on a gurney or in a hospital bed. I'm like, and then Becky, uh, again, crazy fan Becky, um, has him tied to a bed.
1: Mm-hmm. And we see Dean tied to a chair sometimes. You know, he gets, you know, just in mm-hmm. um, an episode recently, a uh, repo man, he was, you know, tied to a chair. But you mm-hmm. never seen him tied to a bed, table, you know, gurney, anything it is very odd, and, you know,
0: Tim, Michaels, if you're out there listening to us, as you occasionally do, so we have a question. <laughs> and maybe you could suggest it. <laughs> it's about time to, you know, give Sam a break and let Dean be in restraints <laughs> <laughs> for a a few times. So, you know, he needs to catch up.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Todd, kind of even out the numbers there a little bit. Yeah, it's only fair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Oh. Are
1: you there? Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: I am here. I am here. Um, I wonder if Dean took back Cass's trench coat because he's in the asylum white hospital outfit at the
1: end. I uh, I wonder about that too because Sam was wearing different clothes when he came out than he was when he when he went in. So that means Dean mm-hmm. at least Dean at least brought him different clothes to wear. So I wonder if the hospital kept his clothes or not. Kept, mm-hmm. You know, kept his clothes. Mm-hmm. I I wonder if if Dean
0: took it back and you know. Put it away for him again someday,
1: you know. It could have, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I would bet we'll see the trench coat again. Yeah, I wonder if
0: what's he? Well, I, I guess they didn't really have time there, or well, we didn't see everything. But I wonder if Cass said anything to Dean about saving it all this time. Yeah. Like, you know, why? Why did you? It must mean something to Cass that Dean, even though Dean was so last time he saw him was so angry and betrayed but he kept it anyway mm-hmm. so that must must have meant something to him um and poor dean gets cast back and loses him all over again in in like an hour
1: but he got Sam back so yes uh, this is true <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing, but
0: I, I just, it's just, I is like, oh, my gosh, he got Cass back and, you, and he lost him again. But thank goodness, well, he's okay with that, I'm sure.
1: No, he isn't okay with and that. And I think he least, would have been glad to have both of them. At least this time he also knows where Cass is. Mm-hmm. And he redeemed himself, saving Sam. So I think right.
0: that relationship will be built up again you know yeah. it won't be the same it's definitely changed but at least it's you know there's some repair work and if he and even in the episode he says um god he says so what to to cast when he says something you know i should have done something or whatever. he says oh so much you know it's just like whatever i think Dean's like just figuring as he found out too well life is just too short to hold a grudge you know, mm-hmm. endlessly. Right, right. Yeah, And if he can forgive Sam, you know, I'm, I'm sure he can at least try. Oh, and one line that just just it broke my heart is being saying, "Meg's um, not our friend, all our friends are dead.
1: Yeah, that was such a sad scene. I was like, wow, he's so right. And it's terrible. I I tried to think, I was like, okay, there's got to be a friend, there's got to be someone,
0: and, and there isn't, and it's awful, only, it's really only, awful.
1: The only one I can think of is a new friend, Garth, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> everybody else, you know, all their old friends, you know, Bobby, Rufus, Joe, Meg, Ash, um, you know, it's El- yeah, Ellen, the psychic kid, you know, Andy, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, and it's it's really and
0: and speaking of absent and friends and I you know, he's not really at a friend point yet or wasn't, um a little while there was not even a brief mention of Frank because the last episode oh, it was quite right. an ending and
1: uh, I hadn't I hadn't even thought about Frank, until you mentioned him. Yeah, it was kind of a cliffhanger ending there with Frank, and then mm-hmm. we have no idea what happened.
0: Yeah, and it, it was—it was like a—it was a very abrupt end on purpose, and because you know you find the blood spattered, trashed trailer, and no sign of Frank, and then ordinarily we'd have even a brief mention because they've been really good about that lately. You know, just sort mm-hmm. of you know explaining a little bit, but. Nothing. And I can understand because, you know, Dean's got other things on his mind and it's probably the reason he was drinking until he passed out is because now now he's lost Frank too. You know, right. somebody else he right. couldn't protect or, or help. But we didn't get a we didn't get a peep about him. <laughs> so like no. mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope next week we hear something.
1: Yeah, I, I bet too. we will. Yeah. Cause, I bet we will. Yeah, Garth Garth is in next week, so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, I would think that they would have to mention Frank. Yeah, because now Sam is pretty much back to normal,
0: sort of as normal as they get, kind of you know, at least pretty functional. Mm-hmm. Because
1: he was doing mm-hmm. up until this up until this you know sleep thing, he was doing pretty good, you know. So.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So he's. Should be pretty together, so they should be back to discussing cases and research. And I'm sure Frank will be mentioned. There's another thing I felt bad for Sam when Dean says, "You know, all well, our friends are dead and all that," and they're worried about leaving Cass there. And and um, he just looks so sad for Sam. Yeah, so sad, upset. I felt so bad for him. And the scene when um, um, Cass shifts the wall and Lucifer over to him. We have to mention a shout out to Ivan, and oh, The
1: yeah, department.
0: Amazing a- special hmm. effects there, loved it, just loved it.
1: Really, really good. And it actually kind of reminded me of um, Misha's character in Divine, in the last episode of Divine mm-hmm. that we've seen. Um, Misha's yep. character looks like he's possessed, and he's got the red eyes going. So, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: But I thought that was really cool, and how. It was pretty cool how Sam saw him as Lucifer, and he thought it was a hallucination until the walls shift, and then all of a sudden he's there, you know, and it's like, you know, Sam, and he's like Dean, and, and Dean's thrilled, of course, because there's Sam back and seems okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Cass, you know, what are you doing here? And then, of course, Cass now sees Sam as Lucifer, you know, hello, mm-hmm. brother. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And even he, Sam, doesn't even get to say thank you to Cass, you know. (laughs) He will eventually, probably.
1: The last time that we saw Cass and Lucifer together, wasn't it in Swan Song when Lucifer, uh, inside of Sam, snapped his fingers and exploded Cass?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'm sure they're (laughs) going to have
1: stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would hope that Cass will be able to manage this better than Sam. Being an angel, and I know he had a lot of stuff happen to him and been through a lot, and he seems kind of freaked out. But he is an angel. You'd think he'd be a little bit better at handling it, sort of.
1: <laughs> Maybe instead of that. Last scene, maybe instead of him actually being Catatonic, maybe it was him there focusing and concentrating and trying to ward Lucifer off or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because it seemed like once he
1: realized he was
0: an angel, he seemed to have his powers back at full, pretty full strength. Yeah, yeah, he went through those demons pretty easily. Yeah, he, you know destroyed the demons and, and, and he just appeared, disappeared and reappeared in front of that other demon that tried to run. Mhm. So yeah, I guess Lucifer and the wall will keep him too busy to try and pop out of the asylum. Unless yeah. like you said he unless like you said he's he's really concentrating and focusing inward to get some kind of control and maybe he's concentrating on trying to build up a wall again.
1: Could be, could be, yeah.
0: And then at some point, um and we we've we've heard that Michelle will be back.
1: Right. I'm really looking forward to how they're gonna, what's gonna happen with his character? How, how is Castiel gonna overcome this?
0: Yeah, and if he comes back, and I, I think it's towards the end of the season. I wonder if he'll figure into the Leviathan whole Dick Roman. Thing.
1: Yeah, right. Hmm. Right sure now, get- film. Right now, they're getting ready to film twenty one. Right. Um guy is it 22 the 21 or, I'm thinking it's 21 I think it's, it's 22 isn't it let me che- let me check guys. because guy good. has the penultimate
0: episode and there's we've got 23 so I'm pretty sure guy has 22 okay.
1: I was thinking it would be it would normally be the penultimate episode yes mhm um mm-hmm. because they're doing 23 this year he it's he you know, he's doing he's two away, he's doing twenty one. Let me look at his Twitter because he always numbers all of his pictures and You're right, it's twenty two. Yeah. It's twenty two. You're right, it's twenty two. Did you see the picture he tweeted the other day with like, yes, was, like a couple the... of pages? And it's yeah. a, it's the That's the picture I'm looking at right now. Um homework research. That one? Yeah,
0: and it's got the, the, the disc from fourth season, episodes 13 through yeah, 16.
1: Yeah, and so I will, I looked up what those episodes are, and it was after-school special, um, Death Takes a Holiday on the Head of a Pin, and uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but I was thinking that it has – I'm thinking probably – on the head of a pin and Death Takes a Holiday would be the ones he would be, I'm thinking, would be the ones that he would be researching. Because to me, mm-hmm. those were the most, you know, after-school special, I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> great episode, but yeah. I don't see that really um, having anything to do with the season finale, you know. And I forget what the other episode was, but it, it was not, I'll have to look it up real quick. But I was. I was it wasn't either... You know, something else that I didn't think. Uh,
0: it's a Terrible Life? Uh,
1: I don't think so.
0: Um, I'm looking at, Anything? although it's fourth season episodes, I'm not looking at my DVDs, but I see um, it's it's After School Special, Sex and Violence, Death Takes a Holiday on there, the Head of sex a of, pin.
1: Sex and Violence, that's the other one. Um, okay. Thirteen. Yeah, the episode on that disc that guy has a picture of it's uh, after school special, um sex and violence, um Death Takes a Holiday and On the Head of a Pin.
0: Yeah. You would think it would be Death Takes a Holiday and On the Head of a Pin because those are pretty mm-hmm. important yeah. pivotal episodes. Yeah, I
1: don't um, see you know, demons. I don't see, you know, siren stripper person having anything to do with it. And <laughs> I you know, and yeah and they are them as kids. I don't think that would be unless there's a flashback scene or something. yeah that'd be the only thing about
0: after school special where there would be like a flashback of some sort, witcher, who knows, but that's a possibility. I don't think we'll be seeing Dean in those bright orange um, gym shorts again. (laughs) 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 It'd be a nightmare for Dean, though, that's for sure. (laughs) And and for Jensen, (laughs) possibly. So, yeah.
1: On the Head head of a Pin is one of my favorite episodes. It's such a good episode. So I'm hoping that it's that you know, the main one he was researching.
0: And, well, it's got Cass in it, and that's when mm-hmm. um, he asks Dean, they ask Dean to torture Alistair for information. Right, right, And Cass starts to think there's a traitor among the angels. So it's a very angels-focused
1: episode. And it's so, also where um, Sam is full, uh, he's on full-on demon blood power and actually is able to mm-hmm. kill Alistair and not just send him to hell. He's actually able to kill him.
0: Right. So, yeah, that's a, it's a very interesting episode
1: to think about. And I, it's another one written by Ben Edlin, too, wasn't it? I believe you wrote that one. Hmm. When, and he um, directed the episode before Guy's? Yeah, Reading mm-hmm. is Fundamental, he writes it and directs it, doesn't he?
0: I thought so. And Oh, um, is guys got the 22nd episode? Who, who would that yeah. be, Sarah?
1: I'm seeing that's a picture, and Reading is Fundamental is written and directed by Ben Edlin.
0: Okay, so did
1: Sarah write? Um, the season finale is 23?
0: Uh, Does I'm not 22?
1: sure.
0: Did she write 22? Did she write 22? We may not 22. know
1: yet. Uh we look through Guy's pictures. Maybe 'cause he he posts, you know, little information here and there. The one this the picture they uh, about homework. Okay, the, okay, there will be blood. It looks like that one's written by Dab and Lawrence. That's
0: right. So Sarah probably wrote the season finale. Maybe her and Bob Singer. or he'll direct it. I think he'll direct the finale since we lost Kim Manners. Kim, yeah. Um, Bummer. Sad.
1: And I think if Kripke was coming back for that, we would have heard by now. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, he's really busy with his own new show right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So, um, I'm looking at my notes to see if there's anything else.
1: Anything else about this episode? You. I loved it. <laughs> I can watch it over <laughs> and over and over and over.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. It's, I think it's one of the classics for sure. Um, I think, you know, bringing cast back, I think... Um, he wasn't they didn't bring him back just to bring him back. he actually served the story was a he handled a very important part of the story a very pivotal task i um, I thought they did a great job with um, um bringing cast back
1: yeah he was he was even though at the beginning when he thought he was a he was still very cast like you know, just mm-hmm. talking and his mannerisms and everything, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just great to see Nisha again. Definitely.
0: Yeah, it must have been fun. And then again, you know, perhaps we'll—or actually, we're going to see him again. I think it's two more episodes. We don't know which ones. Right. But I'm right. I'm guessing the end of the season. Um, well, if he's if he's back, he, he ought to be around there because they're <laughs> about to film number 22 <laughs> and they've only got 23 after that. So Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, very interesting. I can't believe this is the 17th episode and we've only got six left. It feels like we just started.
1: It does, it really does.
0: And it'd be nice to get some season renewal news soon.
1: I know, It's like, come on. <clears throat> but it's I not know. I don't think there's any way. I mean, I would be extremely shocked if they didn't bring it back next year. But I would be like,
0: stranger things have happened, but you know, and I, I, you know, I hate to take anything for granted, but it, it, they all seem very, very positive about it.
1: So, the other big news this week, which I know everybody's already known, was that Jen and Jared's baby was born. <laughs>
0: Yes, he was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Little Thomas Colton Padalecki was born on uh, March 19th. I think the uh, people article said he weighed 8 pounds, 6 ounces, a very good healthy size. So congratulations to Jared and Jen. Absolutely. Congratulations, Jared and Jen. And um, they, I think they picked a
0: lovely name for him, Thomas Colton Padalecki. Nice, good, strong name. We can make. Nicknames that'll work all your life. You can find it on a keychain at Six Flags. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Much
0: easier than you know uh, at West Axamander. <laughs> right, and, uh, right. Um, um, that's a that's a Jared joke on Misha, <laughs> so you can find <laughs> it on a keychain at Six Flags. And uh, I think it's I think it's a great name. And thank goodness it doesn't follow my theory that uh, celebrities smoke crack and then name their kids. <laughs> Yeah, they picked a nice, you
1: know. normal, not good name.
0: Yes, yes, just lovely. And uh, as far as we know, everybody is healthy and happy and doing well. And we're just thrilled for them. Congratulations again. And um, our fundraiser to thank Jude uh, is over.
1: Yep, it, we ended it the day um, after they You know, Jared tweeted like at eleven thirty his time on Monday night. So Tuesday morning we ended the fundraiser and it um ended at $3,256. Awesome, just awesome. And, and Jared and Jen are going to be matching that, so that's over $80,000 for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital.
0: Pretty that's pretty cool. cool. That is incredible. It really um, really is. I'm just I just supernatural fandom um they're just unstoppable unstoppable and i'm so proud
1: so proud i know we seriously we have the best fandom supernatural mm-hmm. nobody nobody can beat us we um you nope. it, you tell us to do something and we don't stop till it's done that's true and it makes
0: me think a little bit of firefly no power in the verse can stop me you know no yep. power yep. in the verse can stop us that's a good quote.
1: <laughs> Have yep. to steal it from their fandom and take to <laughs> yep. make it offers. Just slap it over here.
0: We need it. <laughs> it, it suits. Yeah, and, and funny, I was thinking about the People's Choice Awards the other day, and I'm thinking, when it's time, we're going to get that drama award won again. We're going to get nominated. We're going to win it again. And we're going to win sci-fi again. And you can guarantee there is no chance that the people at the People's Choice Awards We'll take a chance and not invite Jared and (laughs) Jensen and everyone.
1: Surely surely to goodness, they've learned their lesson. Oh,
0: yes. (laughs) That will never happen again. (laughs) And believe me, we will get that nomination and that win taken care of. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Among other things, Definitely. Wow. Uh any other business, any other news? Trying to think. Um, um is after next week's party on Garth, is that the last new episode for what, a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, any, uh no. I'm, let me check real quick and see if I have the I don't think we have the date yet for the next one. Um let's see. After Party on Garth the next episode is called In of Grave Importance unless the names change since um I added the episodes to the website, which is very possible because <laughs> the names change a lot. <laughs> um but I don't have yeah, I don't have a date on it. I believe it's like maybe I'm thinking April thirteenth, but don't you know, don't you know count don't on that. It. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not hundred percent positive. Um, it's either two or three weeks. I'm not sure which.
0: Mm. Yeah, because let me see. We have one more. That's 7-18. So we'll have five five more episodes. And we know the finale's May 18th, right? Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 18-11-4. Um, mm. So that's three. That's all of May. And so we'd need two more in April. So maybe mid-April mm. is right. Sounds about oh, right. But-
1: yeah, twenty uh probably then it would be uh the twentieth and the twenty seventh in people. If they you know they could do do those last ones all without a break, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Again,
0: um don't don't hold us to it. We're just sort of trying to take a good guess at kind of knowing what's left. But don't take our word for it yet. I'm sure we'll hear. Somebody will, maybe Jim Michaels I know has tweeted occasionally about how many episodes and when they're going to be on. So um, maybe we'll hear from from him as soon as he knows. You never know.
1: I like how Fringe is doing it. Um, That's another one of my favorite shows. I hate that it's on the same time as Supernatural. Watch Supernatural Live and then watch Fringe on the DVR. But um, (laughs) I I, I love the way Fringe is doing it. They came back last night and they're doing their last eight all in a row.
0: Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. I I also enjoy Hawaii Five-O. Um, I I and they had one new episode. They had they were off weeks, a few weeks. They had one new episode, and they're off again for a few weeks. And that's very frustrating.
1: Oh yeah, I hate that. Just save that one and put them all together. Yeah, I don't like it when they do that. Mhm. Yeah. So Yep. Fringe though it doesn't look like they're going to get renewed. I'm so worried. I I really uh you know I,
0: I I I don't watch it but it's one of those shows where someday I just hope to get all the DVDs and do it that way
1: and I okay. know I've
0: I've heard so many great things about it so it's definitely one I think I would want to
1: You watch would like someday. it. I know I know the shows you like and you would like it, but you have to start at the beginning and go in and do not miss an episode or you'll be completely lost. Yeah, um, I'm hoping at least you know because their ratings were last night's ratings was the lowest they've ever been for Fringe. It was,
0: and so I, it's got to be like how it is all over. It's just that time of, um year and, and like you said, the basketball game and the Hunger Games, I just, I think it all has something to do with it.
1: I'm hoping, along with, like, all the other French fans, are hoping that they'll at least give them maybe, you know, instead of just canceling them all together, just give them a short season, like half mm-hmm. a season next year, so they'll be able to wind everything up.
0: hmm Oh, no
1: wonder he looks familiar um, Bill Dow, the actor who played Dr. Yes. He was on the X-Files. Yeah, he's, he was Chuck Burks, one of Mulder's friends.
0: Yeah, Charlie Burks, I was looking him up. And he was also on um, Stargate SG-1 as, as one of their, like, uh, lab scientists. And he was always having crazy experiments. And <laughs> he also turned out to be a gamer. And, yeah, he was a lot of fun on there, too. Well, it was fun. Good to see, good to see him working. <laughs>
1: I know, I was looking at it, up I, I knew right off the bat that he was Chuck Burks, but I was looking to see what other stuff he's been in, and I was mm-hmm. surprised he's been in a ton of things, this IMDb list is long. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Um, he's on Millennium, and a lot, of, a lot of, just about every one of the shows in Vancouver, he's been in them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he crossed over to Stargate Atlantis, <laughs> um...
0: He was on, guested it on the forty-four hundred. He was on Kyle XY. Yeah, it's cool. He's a very busy guy.
1: <laughs>
0: good for, good for him. I wonder. We don't have any idea if Jim Beaver's going to be back, is he, Bobby? Hmm.
1: Have not heard a word. Jim. Now he tweeted a week or so ago that he was glad to find out that he's going to be back on a on, on a that he really loves but then he tweets but it's not supernatural yeah hmm. oh, you know we well, may I have
0: seen the last of him
1: yeah unless they're going to be really good about you know how mark shepherd a lot keeps mm-hmm. them you know, unless unless you know the paparazzi spot him at the airport you know they may <laughs> not let it out that jim beaver's you know going to be there
0: yeah that's that's true um, and he's been making that. I know he might be done by now. That abominable snowman movie.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. He <laughs> was
0: up on the mountain in the in the snow.
1: So he came down uh, the mountain long enough to go to Burcon a few weeks ago, you know, and then
0: yes. went right back up. Went <laughs> right back up the mountain.
1: But it's saying it's not
0: terribly far from Vancouver, so he could kind of sneak in and out to to do a, something supernatural if he was needed.
1: Oh, uh, I hope so. I miss Bobby so much. It's like the seeing him on Justified the last few weeks, it's like I hadn't realized how much I missed seeing him on my TV until till I see him on Justified. Because like, mm-hmm. oh, I miss you, Jim Beaver.
0: <laughs> I'm, I know. And let me see. Speaking of missing Bobby, um, Suzanne... Gomez tweeted that she gave some really cool objects to shoot to zap zap to it. I hate myself mm-hmm. not knowing who it went right out of my head. I'm really sorry, but the, um, she said, "What do you miss the most?" And I tweeted her that I missed Metallica, the, the Impala, the most. You know, I miss Baby. And it turns out the thing she's giving her to give away um, is Cadley Mack on. On Twitter, giving it to her to to give away, and it's one of the metal lunchboxes with the Impala on it. And I said it's a metallic car mm-hmm. lunchbox, and and I think she's giving it away next Friday. So just everybody, you got to follow her. Um, and it's Cadley Mack on Twitter, which is C A D L Y M A C K. It's really cool to follow. Always lots of supernatural news, and so she's going to be giving them away. And the really cool Suzanne Gomez, who is at Chico Six, also lots of great supernatural news publicity on Twitter. Definitely should be following her if you aren't already. Both of them. So she gave her a gold box.
1: Oh, I'm watching that scene um, where they're exercising her brother again. Oh, such a good scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And Sam, uh, uh, Lucifer, blew the salt away from the circle. And and she had to do it on her own. I thought that was a really cool scene. Of course, it wasn't really gone at all. It was just a hallucination. And I love Sam, you know, like... um, Saying, "Oh, I'm just having a dizzy spell." <laughs> Talk about <Yeah>. an understatement.
1: <laughs> like really? Oh, and I, oh. One, mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes. I just remembered it. Um, they're kind um, it shows the wait the waitress, the nurse, um, taking um, Dean Sam's blood pressure and then his temperature. And you see um, Lucifer behind the nurse checking the temp, checking his temperature on the <laughs> on the little thing. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Lucifer. He's so worried. <laughs>
0: yes, it was just great. It was so funny. Um the other time when um Dr. Dr. Bildeaus character, um Dr. Kadinsky um came in and was talking to him saying, you know, how's your pain on a level from 1 to 10 and he goes, "Oh, it's about a 3." And he talks about him yeah, he, you know, it, it being such agony and, and, you know, a 10. And, of course, he turned into a demon and, and all that. But um, um, just the way he says, yeah, know, I guess my pain threshold is really high. I'm thinking, Oh, poor Sam. Yeah. Well, that was creepy, too, when he turned into a demon.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I was like, ah! <laughs> Such a good episode. Oh, my God, so good.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely a a classic. Still jamming after all these years.
1: Yep. They're still knocking them out of the park.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Next week, a fun one, and then after that,
0: I don't know if we'll have too many more fun ones after next week. (laughs)
1: No, we're getting down
0: to the wire. Yeah. Okay. Don't have any other news or thoughts on the episode or anything? We missed our third tonight, Vinny, We had to work. Yeah. I her.
1: Miss you, Vinny. Yeah. I can't think of anything else to say other than, again, amazing, amazing episode. and
0: Yep. Well, well, congratulations more people aren't
1: watching over it. there why more people aren't watching this amazing show. I just don't get it.
0: I know. And then something goofy like you know, some like the like the Kardashian show gets like a billion viewers or Jersey Shore, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, one of my <sighs> um I posted on Facebook last night after the episode about how it was a perfect episode of television and there's not anything better out there. And uh, one of my um, old teachers that I have friended on Facebook, and I actually worked worked for her for a few years. She she posted on, I've got it recorded on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet. And I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. She, I can't believe she's a fan too. <laughs> oh, how cool. Oh, very cool. <laughs> I was like, yay, go you. <laughs>
0: yeah, so God always knew I liked you for a reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. I, I know this, my supernatural friends. You know, the comment, but to see you know one of my old teachers and bosses, the comment that she watches the show too, is really cool. Hmm. Well, I don't have anything else to say. I guess. Okay, I think that's good. Again, a fantastic
0: episode. Um, you everybody at Supernatural? Uh Sarah, Bob Singer, um, everybody. Ivan, amazing effects, uh, Jim Michaels, uh, just everybody, you know, once you start naming names you forget someone and I don't mean to. You are are all fantastic. Shout outs to Jared and Jensen and Misha,
1: uh Rachel Meyer, <coughs> everybody. Rachel? Hmm? Yeah, I was gonna say, don't forget Rachel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, everybody,
0: uh, great, you guys. Looking forward to next week. Thank you, everybody uh, uh, listening. Uh, don't forget, if you want to um, go back and listen, download us, save us, uh, download us through iTunes, subscribe to the podcast uh, through that. You can go to winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can go, go to com slash media boulevard and either listen or download us there. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter for not just the podcast, but all sorts of wonderful supernatural news and pictures and fun. Uh, Winchester Bros. on Twitter and Facebook. Um, Our fundraiser is over. Uh, Thank you again, Jared and Jen, for matching that total. And congratulations on the birth of Thomas Colton Padalecki. Welcome to the Supernatural family.
1: And thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. We have so much fun talking
0: absolutely Becky kind of liked the episode tonight
1: <laughs> yeah it was it was okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> me too. It's like mm. <laughs> and next week you know uh, party on Garth <laughs>
1: i will, I hope he says party party on Dean. I hope he says it back to him. <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah. I so, hope uh, yeah, they they ought to put like a like a party on Wayne,
1: <laughs> right, thing right, in there.
0: <laughs> and uh, DJ Qualls will be returning as come. Okay,
1: that's it. Thank you again, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Becky. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.